Five years ago, the Lord opened the doors of this congregation, and here we are. And I want to invite you to come with me to this wonderful message. But what if you download the bulletin first? Go to the website, thechurch.us. Look for the tab bulletins and download the bulletin. Or you can just open your phone, your camera phone, put it towards this QR code on the screen, and then grab the bulletin of this message. Five years. Thank you so much for your support. It is wonderful to know that after five years in our church, we have no debts. Our congregation doesn't have that kind of problem that many people have. Many organizations with loans and all that, mortgages and all that, that's not our case. Praise God for his provision, his mercy, but that is possible thanks to the faithful contributions of our beautiful church members. Also, thank you to all the other friends of ours that are making contributions from time to time. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with IT. And now let's go to the message of this day. Five years. It's our worship service, 256, September 19, 2021. From Odessa, Texas, very happy to have you here with me. Five years. Ding. Five years. So exciting. And you know, when I think about five years, I thought, well, I'm going to design something, write it, have a graphic, and then with this graph, the message will be delivered. So this is what I thought. And then is the message. Uh, so this is what I wanted to share with you. Therefore, now, amen. We are dismissed. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, this worship service will be a long, 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 long worship service. Just kidding. I'm very happy today because it's a great celebration. What kind of things have we lived in five years? Well, let me tell you that the first thing that we experience in Victory Church is a lot of joy. Isn't it true, my friends? Friends, isn't it true that we have so much joy every time we get together? We are here worshiping the Lord, and then we go to eat somewhere, to our homes, to restaurants. Sometimes we eat here in the church, right? And, uh, and not just that. But then the next day on Monday, something happens and we communicate and we tell jokes one another, we tease one another. And uh, my goodness, it's just a lot of joy, a lot of joy that we have experienced in Victory Church every day. Yes, it's true. We have our troubles. And when the troubles come, what is the first thing that we say? Let's have hope because there is always hope in the name of Jesus. You know what is interesting? Love, joy, and hope all together, and they make us laugh. And there is power in laughing together. There is power in those things. That is a powerful energy, if you allow me the expression, because when we have the joy of the Lord in our hearts, what is what we have? The strength of God, the strength of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And when we are going through difficulties, we have hope. In the name of Jesus. 
that he is going to do something amazing in our lives. And therefore, we can continue love one another. We can continue pouring love in the hearts of people. We have our difficulties. Sometimes somebody is sick. Sometimes somebody is really sick and even cannot come to the church at all. Sometimes somebody has no income, no job. Business are going down. But still, we can love one another and share that love through a good financial help one another. We have shared that for five years. Do you know that? And as a result, we are laughing. You know, the, something interesting about our church is that we laugh a lot. We are laughing all the time because it's something special what God is doing in our hearts. But certainly we have had our moments of sadness and some tears too. It will be uh, an incomplete story if I don't tell you about the tears that we have had. Because certainly there were many tears in different moments, sad moments, but at the same time, a lot of hard work. Work that we do here every single day of the week. It is just amazing all the work that we do in our church, not just with the stuff online, which of course is a lot of work, but the work that we do here in our facilities. The good Lord has blessed us with six acres. And there is so much to do outside. There are always situations going on with this property. Here in this particular main building, there are many rooms, many areas. There is always something going on. Something new that we are installing. And definitely, we need to work with our uh, facilities. And all that means hard work. In five years, we have learned a lot. And we don't stop learning. We keep going to different sources to learn. We call companies that provide these particular services to learn what, to, what can we do in this particular situation. Sometimes we hire a specialist and they come and they say, this is what you need to do. We have people working here in the facilities doing one thing or other and we are learning all the time. Oh, that is how we do it. Yeah, you don't do this. That's why you have this problem. Okay, we didn't know that. Learning, learning, learning a lot of things in five years. You know, in five years, we have seen people coming and also people going. And also people staying. It is exciting for me and everybody else here when we see newcomers. And when we see a new face and we always go to say hello to introduce ourselves and we give the business cards and we start to connect more and more and then we become friends on social media and we start sharing posts one another and it's great to see new families join the church new faces and with each face one story and with what one story many other individuals and that means there are going to be problems. Do you know a life? Do you know a family without problems? No. <laughs> there are no lives 
without problems. You have problems, I have problems. We all have problems. Now, the difference is how do we handle the problems? Sadly, out of all the people that have been coming to the church, many of them that they were part of the church, so many of them also, they have left. They say, this is not for me for whatever reason, and we have to accept it and let them go. But the good thing is some of them stay. And in fact, you guys here today, you stayed, you decided to stay. And you might remember certain particular moments when you thought, I'm not sure if this is for me. <laughs> Do you remember some of those instances? Maybe you are saying, you are the cause why I wanted to leave, Gian. <laughs> Maybe. I hope not, but it's true. Somehow we all are connected, interconnected, and sometimes we have, uh, as I said, our dark side. You know, we are like the moon. You know, bright side and a dark side. And as a result of that interaction, we have people coming and going. And some are staying. And you guys that are part of the church, although you get to know us, <laughs> and then you start dealing with all the particular peculiarities of this congregation, you said, you know what, those people are nuts, but I'm not better than them. And that's the right angle. If you feel comfortable here, and you are, you stay, and you're happy with us. Also, through five years, we have made tons of mistakes. Many mistakes, sadly. Some of those mistakes are coming from different church members that said something or did something that troubled somebody, and uh, they were bad things that happened. But some of those mistakes also have been my mistakes. Mistakes that I made never intentionally like everybody else here. But mistakes. And with those mistakes, there were consequences. Sometimes the mistakes were related with uh, the way to manage a particular situation and people got hurt. Other mistakes were technical mistakes. Other mistakes were with uh, how to handle this particular project and then didn't work well. <laughs> But at the same time, we had made good decisions. We have made good decisions as, as a result of that. Here we are, blessed by the good Lord, with many wonderful things to offer to everybody. And we keep learning. And we keep making mistakes. Oh, no. Yes. And we keep making good decisions as well. But in all that, this is what happens. We are learning to love people and to forgive people. And we love these individuals, and then we have to forgive these other individuals. And then you are loving me, and then you are forgiving me. Because loving and forgiving are inevitably part of one thing. It's called human interaction. Our human interaction is exactly what we experience here in this church. So how can we overcome things? And what is what we have done in five years, friends? Well, the number one thing here is prayer. If we don't know what to do, we go and pray, right? When we had our tribulations, health-wise, 
work-wise, family problems, you know, issues that we have had in the courthouse with IRS, accidents inside of the church, outside of the church, issues with families. And every and each one of those moments, what is what we have done? We prayed. We have prayed and we say, Lord God, please help me. Please guide me. And as a result, we go to the Bible and we read and we read again and again and again and again. Because the word of God comes to our minds and is literally washing our brains to make us think the way that he thinks. To make us speak the way that he speaks. To make us behave the way that he wants us to behave. Why is that? Because we are able and willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. So can you. And you know what I am talking about because all that I have said to you is exactly what all Christians go through. Problems, difficulties, and great moments, and sad moments, and terrific moments, and in all that, what is what we do at the end? After we pray, we read the Bible, we are listening to his voice, eventually we have to wait on him. And we say, I'm not going to move. We have learned to wait on the Lord. We have learned to stay there. Still. I'm not going to make this decision, we say, right? I'm going to wait on the Lord. And it's hard <laughs> because we want things microwave style. Quickly. But with the good Lord, that doesn't work. You know, he works in our soul like the baby in the womb of a mother. Slowly. Slowly. It's a process. A process. Because we need to wait on him. To wait like the farmer waits after he plants the seed. You know, a coffee tree, once it's planted, you have to wait five years to see the coffee beans. And what about avocados? 20 years. 20 years to see avocados. Good ones. You have to wait. Certain products like corn or tomatoes, maybe they grow fast. But uh, not necessarily they are high quality products. I'm not saying they are bad. But honestly, waiting on the Lord always will bring you great results. And here we are. We have been waiting on the Lord. And we will continue waiting on the Lord because he is faithful and he will lead us where he wants us to go. Just like that. In five years, we have received from God many wonderful things. Many. Personally, what is what I received from the Lord? The messages. Every Bible teaching, every message, every time I, I am here in the church with you guys, every time we meet and we talk about the scripture, every time you call me, every time we have to discuss something about the scripture or doctrine, I just go in prayer. I said, Lord, guide me. Tell me. And the messages are coming down. I don't come up with any message, my friends. I pray. 
And the Lord just downloads those messages. You know, like you download an app. Same thing. Because we have learned to wait on the Lord and then he gives us the message. What is exactly what he wants me to say? What is exactly what he wants you to do? What is exactly the next step? We have learned to wait on the Lord and we receive the message and we know when he says it's a green light and when he says it's a red light. When he says go and do it and when he says don't do it. Messages. And what about provision? The provision of God is a reality in our church. You know, we exist thanks to the mercies of God. His provision. He has been so faithful providing for us for five years. Do you know that for five years we have not been in debt? Only the first time we purchased the property. And as soon as the Lord provided, everything was paid. Why? Because it's his desire. It's the desire of God that we live here in this church, in Victory Church, debt-free. So he provides. And how does the Lord provide for the church? Through you, through me, through each one of us church members, when we are faithful in giving and receiving. And once we have that money, we thankfully say, Lord, here is your part. Here is my contribution to your kingdom. Lord, I want to share this with your people. And this is the beauty of the gospel. His provision. And what about healing? How many times we have experienced healing in this congregation? How many times you and everybody else here have received healing? Miracles of healing. Tremendous, tremendous miracles that we have seen. And I am personally experienced a tremendous miracle of healing in my own life. In my own body. The healing of God comes not just into our bodies. Comes into our emotions. Comes into our behavior. Comes to our way of thinking. Comes into our relationships. The healing of our finances. The healing of everything we do. Because he is the healer one. And what about direction? When we don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, the Lord will tell you what to do if you only pray. If you read the scripture and you wait on him and you listen to his voice, he will lead you in the right direction. The problem is sometimes the Lord is talking to you and you want to play fish. You know, fish don't have ears. So you play fish. You know what the Lord is telling you to do. You know when the Lord is talking to you about doing certain things? And I'm not going to give you examples because you already know what the Lord is telling you to do. You just play fish. How can you continue being blessed if you don't want to do his will? But when you listen to his voice, my friends, you listen to his voice and then you do that little thing. The Lord will tell you the next thing. And then you do that next thing and he will tell you the next thing. And the next, and the next. And you know what happens at the end of all that? You are doing his will. You are going in the right direction. And with that, you experience the power of God. Because doors are open for you. Miracles are happening everywhere. And what is this? It's the anointing of God. The anointing of God is that when you are walking, he is behind you. He is empowering you. He is with you. He is with you all the time. He is with us. 
That is what we have experienced in five years, my friend. More importantly, we have experienced his love. How wonderful is knowing that God loves us. It's the most amazing thing you can experience in your life, knowing that God loves you. Do you know that the perfect love of God casts away fear? If you are afraid, then you just say, Lord, thank you for loving me. And you acknowledge that he loves you and you declare those words that there is love from heaven coming down into your heart. That love is going to push away fear, push away anger, push away regrets, animosity, hostility, doubt, misery. The perfect love of God is what makes us special in all that is possible thanks to his forgiveness. Thanks to the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ, we experience the forgiveness of our sins and we can come back every time we need asking him, please Lord, forgive me again. Please Lord, forgive me. I, I did it again and I didn't want it to. Isn't it beautiful? Somebody said to me, why do you say constantly, isn't it beautiful? And I said, because it is. <laughs> it's beautiful to know that we are forgiven, that we are loved, that we are his children, that we are special in his eyes. So you should be able to say it. That's beautiful. I am his child. He loves me. He forgives me. He blesses me. He wants me to continue doing his will. Five years. So, this is what I wrote in this design. This is what happened in five years. And you know what is that? That is church. Indeed, that is church. You know what? The Lord Jesus told to his disciples something in Matthew 28, verse, verse 19 to 20, that we know, know as the Great Commission. Read it with me. Go and make followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to do, to obey everything that I have told you to do. You can be sure that I will be with you always. I will continue with you until the end of time. The promise of his company, the promise of his presence with us when we do what he says. Just bringing another person to believe in God. Bringing another person into the kingdom of God. Sharing with people about the principles, about the scripture. That is what the church is all about. It's not about other things, but telling people that there is hope in the name of Jesus. Five years. And we are not tired. And we are not exhausted. And we are not going to stop ever. Because he is with us every time we share the message. And why is that? Because we are part of the true church of our Lord Jesus Christ. The true church of our Lord Jesus Christ is not based on any special books found in a corner with some supposedly angels. No! 
The true church of our Lord Jesus Christ is the Christian church reformed in the 1500s through the revelation given to Martin Luther that salvation is by faith, that we don't need any other books, that we don't need a man to intercede from us like in some religions do, that the only one who died and was risen and is alive and will come back for his church is the Lord Jesus. And we, the worshipers of Jesus, we are part of the true church of our Lord Jesus Christ. The true church. We are in the truth. We live in the truth. We live by faith. And we keep on loving everybody, regardless if they are part of this group or this other group. It's everyone's choice. People ask me all the time, what kind of church is that? And I like to tell jokes, and I said, it's a crazy church. <laughs> One day somebody said to me, hey, listen, I want to know about uh, discrimination in your church. What do you mean by that? I said, what kind of discrimination? Yeah, ethnical. And I said, do you realize that I was born in Guatemala and I am the pastor? How can you believe that my church is going to have discrimination? I'm the pastor. He says, well, good point. I didn't think of it. <laughs> but we are just a little tiny part of the true, real church of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is what we do here? We exalt the name of Jesus. We proclaim the Bible. And we fight with faith. Because our fight is not against people. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. You know, we battle with our knees. We battle with our prayers. We battle with humility and kindness and patience and tolerance. When they attack us, we don't retaliate. When they insult us, we bless them. When they want to take from us, we give them. This is what the Lord told us to do. The true church of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to share with you next Sunday, September 26th, in our worship service 257, what is a Christian family? Because if we are talking about the true Christian church, the church is formed by families. So what is a Christian family? I'm going to share that with you next Sunday. So here is my drawing again. My writing about the true church, and then that takes us, without a question, to the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47, when there are all these disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ being filled with the Holy Spirit for real. And this is what, what Peter says, this is a Powerful statement. Everything that is happening at that point is just fabulous. Peter is talking to people about Jesus, about his resurrection. And then the Holy Spirit comes down in that multitude and they 
changed and they, some of them they are speaking in tongues, others are not. Some of them are feeling so into giving and others are more into loving. Because it's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ with different gifts. But you know what is true? The believers shared a common purpose. And every day they have spent much of their time together in the temple area. They also ate together in their homes. They were happy to share their food and ate with joyful hearts. The believers praised God and were respected by all people. More and more people were being saved every day. And the Lord was adding them to their group. That's the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So people say, okay, what is the temple area? Because I don't see a temple here. What are you guys talking about? Well, the temple area in that point was exactly in Jerusalem where they met. But the meaning is that they were in daily interaction. That's the problem that we have in these days. People want to have a relationship with the church in a way that is not biblical. I don't want to have you know, contact with anybody. I am on my own. I am a Christian, but my way. You are not that way. I'm not that way. The true disciples are not that way. The true disciples, they were together, interacting on a daily basis, like we do. And we call one another and we text one another and we are a true family. People don't understand that. Why? Because their families are messed up. They don't talk to one another. Well, guess what? We do. And we also eat together in our homes. And you know what we do? We share happily what we have, one another. And we have joyful hearts. Do you remember that I said that to begin with? Five years of what? Of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And what is what we do? We praise God. And some people say, you guys love to sing. Indeed, we love to sing. We love to praise God. We love to worship the name above all names. And what is what happens? Suddenly, people start to understand that we are really one of those, they call them Jesus freaks. I don't know what is what they mean by that. But what I know is what we do here. We exalt the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We trust in the name of Jesus. Why? Because he is the son of God. He was killed by our transgressions. He was murdered for our sins. He gave his life voluntarily. To pay the price for your salvation, your forgiveness. Yeah, we will worship Jesus. I do. We all do. Yeah. We worship him. And when people notice that, they say, well, you know what? I'm not like them, but I respect that. <laughs> and as a result of that, it says that more and more people were being saved every day. And the Lord was adding them to their group. 
Every day we have more and more people following us on social media, in all those platforms. More and more people watching, more and more people listening, more and more people reading our post, liking our Bible verse, liking all the stuff that we post constantly. And some of them, some of those are here today. Happy in the house of the Lord, celebrating five years of this beautiful church, Victory Church. And all this is happening because we have a natural growth. It's natural because we are not forcing it. It's natural because we never went to a place and split the church and took people from there and destroyed the reputation of the previous pastor. No. It's natural because it grew naturally. We were four people, Tony, Penny, Tracy, and I. Four of us. Four became six. Six became eight. And on and on. Naturally. We didn't force anything. You know, we volunteered because we voluntarily wanted to meet. <laughs> it's a natural growth. And when we are sharing with each other our experiences and our faith, when we go through difficulties, we encourage one another. And when we have trouble, we cry one with the other. And we work with each other. And we are naturally growing. Not just in age, but in spirit. To the point where you start to see beautiful fruit. The beautiful fruit that takes time. It takes time, my friend. Five years sounds like a lot. Five years sounds like it's nothing. But five years is five years. And it takes time to build what we have. It takes time to learn people, to get to know them. It takes time to trust a pastor. It takes time to trust a member. It takes time to, to trust and meet somebody, become friends with somebody. It takes time to think, yeah, I think I can go to their homes. Yeah, I think they can come to my home. It takes time. But when it's a natural growth, it's a spontaneous. And one person will bring the next, and the next, and the next. Which is the desire of the good Lord. That we grow naturally. So, as I said earlier to you, I, everything started with a drawing. A simple drawing of what happened in five years. So, I have shared with you now this five years. And I want to ask you, are you ready to go to heaven? If this was the last day of your life, will you go to heaven? The only requirement is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for you, He has risen, and He will come back for His church. Believe with all of your heart. It's the only requirement to experience salvation. But today I want to give you the opportunity by saying a prayer with me. Read it, it's on the screen. Say it with me. Dear God, thank you so much for all your mercy, provision, love, and patience. Patience with us. We are honored with your fatherhood in our lives, Lord. 
Lord, you are the one, the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. Lord, I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please, Lord, help me to become the person you want me to be. My friend, all is possible because of what the Lord Jesus did on Calvary, on that cross. So what if you say this declaration with me? Join me. I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you His kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of my church, my family, I want to say, Many blessings, more years, in Jesus' name. For watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.